you think much about heaven? What will it be like? Is heaven really the Christian's final home? C.S. Lewis once wrote, quote, Has this world been so kind to you that you should leave it with regret? There are better things ahead than any we leave behind. End quote. Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining me today for this third installment of five podcasts on the topic of seven myths concerning heaven. In previous podcasts, we've looked at three myths concerning heaven. The first one was that heaven would be a boring place. The truth is that it's far from boring. According to the Apostle Paul in Philippians 1.23, he says, For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. In God's presence is fullness of joy. Psalm 16.11 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. No, heaven will be a far better place than here. We will have meaningful work to do to accomplish in the service of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the second myth we looked at previously was that if you're good enough, you'll become an angel. I don't know how widespread this view is, but occasionally when I read an obituary, I see the comment that, well, they've got their wings now. But we learned that the truth is that angels and humans are two separate creations. Psalm 8, verses 4 and 5 says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You know, angels are ministering spirits, according to Hebrews 1.14. They are sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. So the truth is that angels and, and humans are two separate creations, and it's not as though we die and then become an angel. The third myth is that we shouldn't think a lot about heaven because it might make us of less earthly good. But the truth is we are commanded to set our minds on things above and to lay up treasures in heaven. Previously we commented that those who know without a doubt that God loves them and always will and that they have a home to be with him in heaven are often the people who can serve him today on earth with the greatest freedom and integrity. We are commanded to set our minds on things above, Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. In Matthew sixteen twenty three, um, Jesus turns to Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. We should be mindful of the things of God. And finally, in Matthew six nineteen through 21, Jesus tells us to not lay up for ourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but rather we are to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. So those are the first three myths about heaven. This week, however, we're looking at the fourth and fifth myths. The, first, the fourth one is, the current heaven and earth will be totally destroyed and never rebuilt. The fifth myth is that heaven is the believer's final home. Well, Scripture does indeed teach that the current heavens and earth will be totally destroyed. In 2 Peter 3, 10-13, Peter says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. 
in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for the hastening looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. But verse 13 then goes on to say, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So what is this new heavens and new earth? In the last part of the New Testament, in the book of Revelation, in chapter 20, um, the author refers to the thousand-year reign of Christ. The term thousand years is used six times in that chapter. It seems as though there is a specific time on earth when Jesus will reign called the millennium. One thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on earth. Revelation 21 describes a new heavens and a new earth. There are seven no mores that he talks about. In Revelation 21, verses 1 and 4, it says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then in the next chapter, Revelation 22, verses 3 and 5, John says, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. So he describes seven things that will be no more. No more sea, no more death, no more mourning, no more weeping, no more pain, no more curse, and no more night. Wow, can you believe that? It's going to be a wonderful place. Interestingly, back in Isaiah, which is in the Old Testament, chapter 65, verses 17 and 20, it alludes to the fact that perhaps our original longevity that we had in Eden will be restored. Isaiah 65, verses 17 and 20 say, For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Verse 20, No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die 100 years old. But the sinner, being 100 years old, shall be accursed. I think what the prophet is saying is that if if you see someone who's dying at the young age of 100 years, that will imply that they uh, have not been obedient to the Lord. So in some way, Eden will be restored in that time. So the myth is that the current heavens and earth will be totally destroyed and never rebuilt. The truth is that yes, they will be destroyed, but they will be rebuilt after the millennium and will be without sin or curse. Eden will be restored. And then the fifth myth that we want to talk about is that heaven will be the believer's final home. We commonly refer to the fact that people die and go to heaven if they've believed in Jesus for eternal life. Scripture says that if we are absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. And where Jesus is now is paradise. So in that sense, when we die, we are immediately with the Lord in paradise with Jesus. But is that going to be our final home? 
Well, I think Scripture teaches in Revelation 21, verses 1 and 3, that our final home will be the recreated earth. Quote, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. End quote. No, my friends, the believer's final home is not up in the sky. The believer's final home is on the new heavens and the new earth. It'll be on the current earth for a thousand years and then on the new earth after that. What does your future hold? You know, the Bible promises that if you have placed your faith in Jesus alone, not depending on anything that you have done, but in Jesus alone for eternal life, simply believing his promise in John 6:47 and John 3:16 then you are assured of a wonderful eternal experience and fellowship with God on the new earth and the new heavens and new earth. Working, serving Him in an environment without death, without mourning, without weeping, without pain, without curse, without night. Oh, that'll be a fantastic experience, won't it? For those of us who have believed in Jesus alone for eternal life, that is our future. Next time we'll be looking at myth number six, that heaven will be the same experience for everyone. That should be a very interesting conversation. I hope you can join me next time on Making Disciples Naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.